Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode four of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. The, the goal of the podcast is to have a visit with providers in our area and beyond to provide services that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the optimal you. Today's guest is nurse practitioner Tara Brandner. Tara works as an experienced North Dakota-based doctoral doctorate farm, uh, family nurse practitioner and now a fertility coach with patients worldwide. She received her master's and doctorate degree from George Washington University and has received an additional certification through the American Society of Reproductive Medicine, also known as ASRM. And with that, I am going to kind of let Tara tell us a little bit about herself and her story. So have at it, Tara. Hey, thanks for having me. So yes, you listed my wonderful uh, education, but I also went through a long road of infertility, miscarriage, and my journey didn't stop there. I had a traumatic pregnancy. I had, I was life flighted. I had a bleed at 32 weeks. Um, thankfully, everything was fine. Um, I ended up having an emergency C-section at 39 weeks. And so I really went through this as a healthcare provider, went through this interesting journey and some many phases of the medical side as a patient that I never thought I would see. And I really just saw a lot of ways we can improve as a whole um, from our conception journey um, to how we care for pregnant women and couples and their spouses after they do become pregnant, after going through infertility. And a couple of years ago, almost or about 18 months ago, I had seen um, fertility nationwide fertility coaches kind of pop up and I was like, what is this? And I noticed a lot of them didn't really have medical training. And so I had actually started a nonprofit. So in 2019, I started the first and only infertility nonprofit in North Dakota and South Dakota. And so I saw a huge need that I felt I could give back um, in the state. So I serve North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota as a nurse practitioner. And then I serve as a fertility coach worldwide. I have patients all over um, just from my own personal journey that I've now turned into my medical approach to fertility care. And it really comes down to helping patients feel heard to get unstuck and to really just avoid the common pitfalls that come along with the infertility diagnosis and the journey and to really provide this peaceful, more approachable way through pregnancy after infertility as well. And so I just feel I've kind of combined my experience as a healthcare provider and my personal struggle to just better help navigate couples through conception, whether they're just starting conception or they have the diagnosis of infertility or they're now pregnant after infertility and just really allowing them to have more control because that was the one thing I felt completely out of control, let alone let's not even go down the road of how there's no insurance coverage uh, for treatment of infertility. It's just such a very isolating place, especially after coming from miscarriage and then you have failed treatment and so I really just like to provide education and a source of solid resource and support. Awesome. That's great. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. So I, I like to pick around on people's websites. Um, 
see what they're up to. And I, I came across um, your website, which is terabrandner.com, B-R-A-N-D-N-E-R.com, uh, just to see what you're up to. And uh, one of the quotes that I came across was that you, education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. I like that because it, it kind of seems like it's a little bit of a holistic approach to what you're trying to do. I also found out that you are like a way seasoned podcaster. Like this is episode four. You're like got like 65 in the bank. And I'm like, wow, I was going to call her up and see if she podcast <laughs> with me. And lo and behold, what did I come across? I came across you and a treasure trove of information for infertility. So how did how did how did this all come about? And it like like you've done a lot in the last couple of years to put this together. Yeah. So something ironically I should back up. So my website is terabrider.com, but I found out that my amazing website guy also gave me terabfertility.com. So terabfertility is actually like my social media handle on Instagram. Facebook, all of the things. So I do also apparently own terabfertility.com too. It's a little easier than forgetting the N and Bradner, but um, it came up by my, the podcast. What's funny about that is I struggle. I am not like the images and I was trying to have my hand, like making reels, doing stories, doing posts, having a Facebook group. And it's just so hard to keep up with it. And I actually had a business coach in the beginning because coming from the medical field, the whole, how to be an entrepreneur is like not there. And so I knew right away, like I have this idea, I have this plan, you know, I, I want to roll into being an entrepreneur more and do this. And she's like, podcast, that's where people are at. She's like, don't you listen to podcasts? I was like every day. And she's like, I'm, I'm like, it scares me. How do you do this? You know? And it takes a while, rest assured, to get into it. But I was like, I have, once again, I was come back to this compared to other people speaking to the fertility community. I have a ton of education, let alone I have education. And so I really wanted to do something that I, a platform I could use where it was quick. So podcasts, that's where the podcast came from. They're super short. Um, a lot of my episodes are like five to 10 minutes long. I have guest episodes occasionally with a lot of familiar faces and companies in the fertility space. And those are a little longer, 15 to 20 minutes. Um, but I really wanted this um, platform where I could just get information out there on top of a mountaintop that people could access and podcasting came naturally. If you can't tell by now, I love talking. And so, so like, it just was something easy. I use a program that makes it really easy to edit. I'm not paying someone to do it for me. And I recently was picked up by a health, um, healthcare provider platform that like hosts other healthcare providers. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge, me to get you on there too. But it just, um, helps get, you know, my voice out there to more people, providers, patients, that need to be hearing this information. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, so I think today's today's challenge is going to be to try and give this fifty thousand foot view of infertility. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna dive in. I do have some questions for you. So um, 
So just as far as your practice goes, um, your obviously your goal is to get people pregnant. Does it stop there? Where, where does it, where does it start? Where does it stop? Great question. I would have told you yes in the beginning and now it's turned into, I serve women in college that aren't married, uh, that have PCOS, endometriosis. I serve women who have kids already, who have, um, once again, thyroid disease or PCOS or endo, those are just my top ones that I cover and they feel that their symptoms are not controlled. Additionally, I've had women from all over come to me if they're like, hey, here's the deal. I want to get on top of this. I want to make sure everything is done right as I go into conception. And so I will work with women just as they are starting to conceive they do not have the diagnosis of infertility. So really it's ensuring they have optimal fertility as they're starting their journey, as long as long as well as their spouse. Like we always think this is such a female orientated thing, but I really focus in on the male too. They are 50% of the equation when it comes to conception. And we know that infertility is one third male, one third female, one third both are unexplained. And so I really tried to you know, have that conversation, whether the male is present on the phone or our visits or phone calls or Zooms or not, and really help optimize their fertility as well. I once again, then would have said, okay, I got her pregnant, let's go. But I have been following many of my patients through the entire first trimester, because like you heard earlier, going into pregnancy after infertility is an extremely emotional time. We forget the mental health impact that goes along with infertility, but also pregnancy after infertility. Um, I just, I give that extra support. I'm, I'm ordering extra labs. I'm ordering extra ultrasounds if we need to. I'm really just listening to my patient, following practice and safe practice care and guideline. The, the, that's the wonderful thing about my practice is I can order stuff wherever they live to their local um, radiology departments or local labs. I can do a lot of that for my telemedicine patients and provide that little bit of reassurance. I can follow them closely if they start having symptoms, and then we can get them in touch with their OBGYN if they have to, but many OBGYNs won't even schedule their 10, 12 weeks along. And there's just this leg of support and care during that first trimester that I'm able to offer as well. Okay. You, you mentioned a couple things in, in there that, that kind of are going to be leading questions for me. So um, that, you know, you didn't term it this, but I think, you know, you, you hear the term preconception medicine. So getting, getting the patient set up to have a healthy pregnancy, what, what, what kind of tips are you giving those patients? You know, the top one is like finding their ovulation time. It, it that now most of these women are coming with these apps that are just like robotic. They're not, they're not understanding how to track cervical mucus. Um, even basal body temps I'll sometimes use, but cervical body temp um, is one, cervical mucus is one. And the best, the one that I use now that I just, I make, I, I pretty much just make all of my couples get a progesterone, a system that tracks your progesterone levels. And so there's a couple devices out there now that will have progesterone strips because we know that, you know, the, you may have an LH rise and it's going to say positive ovulation, but we just know that's all it is, is a positive LH rise. 
we do not know that you actually opened up and released an egg. The only way to know that is if we have that progesterone rise afterwards. And then we want to make sure your progesterone levels stay high as well as a sign of positive pregnancy and conception. And so I work beside them. Um, I, there's like some really great home kits out there that we use and we really watch those progesterone levels from home too and, and say, you know what, you did actually, in fact, ovulate or that progesterone didn't go up. You know, we kind of work with things like that and track a couple cycles, get them on optimal supplements, you know, basic vitamin D, um, a high quality prenatal with folate, not folic acid. That's my other big preach one, you know, probiotics. Once again, men, are you on the right things? Are you on zinc? Fish oil for all. I, I <laughs> preach that up and down too. Um, and then really what I'm seeing a lot of is missed PCOS. And so I'm really working to help balance and make sure that these women are in optimal state to even ovulate and then move into safe pregnancies after we get them to that point as well. Awesome. So I, I just a little background on me, Tara. I don't know if you know this, but I, I only have female employees. <laughs> I caught that based on my many phone calls to your office at times. <laughs> and I, I have, have three daughters. You're surrounded. <laughs> so so I, I had a male dog for a while. He's since passed past, but um, that was my... <laughs> That was my buddy for a while. So, so I, I always, the joke around our house is that I, I know my daughter's periods better than they know them. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so those, those are huge things. I didn't know about the whole progesterone strip to manage the, or to, to recognize that rise in progesterone. Is that kind of a newer technology? It is actually. And let me tell you, I've, I've got in on some really interesting, like I have some, you know, I have companies reach out for, um, various items and products. And I've got to sit in on two um, surveys, or I guess you would call them for some new devices that are going to be coming out there. I haven't quite heard on where some of them are at yet, but um, before what we used to do is, okay, day 21, come get your progesterone check. Well, we know a 35 day cycle female is not going to have optimal day 21. We're not all robots, you know? And so they would try then to say, okay, on, you know, once you get a positive ovulation on this day after you come check your progesterone, well, that A is expensive. You have to lab draw. You got to take time off work. You got to go in. It's kind of a burdensome when we know, and I've, I've spoke to the creators of, um, I, I use two systems in particular and I've talked to them and they've been studied to be just as effective as blood draws for progesterone levels. And these are done at home in your bathroom, you know, comfortable. You're not missing anything. They're really easy. You're not getting poked. And so the, the, the technology that's coming out for fertility products, conception, women's health is really awesome to see. Wow. That's incredible. Um, so, so if you're, uh, if you're a woman looking to come to you as a provider, what, what, what is the process going to look like for them? Yeah. So if you're local to North Dakota, South Dakota, or Minnesota, you can go to my website, hit telemedicine and book a telemedicine appointment. I take commercial insurance. Uh, so I don't take Medicaid, Medicare, but I take um, commercial insurances and really plan for our first visit to be about 45 to 60 minutes. Um, my past patients know I do a lot of education that first visit. For some, it might be the second visit. Uh, depending if we have to do some lab work or I can just review some lab work if you've had done 
add-on what I think needs to be. Um, I often interpret some labs that one would think are normal as being high end normal and as a sign of some hormone imbalance to me. Um, I do some other testing. I do like Dutch hormone tests on some women, depending on their symptoms and needs. If you live outside of those three states, I can come and help approach your healthcare as a, as a coach and as and uh, teach you how to advocate. So I don't provide direct nurse practitioner care that I then turn that hat off and go into a coaching hat. Uh, but you still receive a, I have a very specific program we work with you through. I help you, you get a lot, you actually get probably more access to me from the coaching side of it. I use an app where you can send me questions. We can talk back and forth 24 seven. I always say, don't worry, I'm not going to hear you at 2 a.m. So if you're up Googling something, you better be asking me that question or sending it to me too. We get lost in Google so often when it comes to this. And so I really try for all my patients, no matter how they come to me to remove that Google bug from them and really just be their source of Google. And so my coaching packages do include um, me as a resource to them at all times. And then we really hone in on where they're at, how to advocate to their healthcare provider, um, things to ask for, you know, that, that approach is more or less how I take the coaching road. And then for coaching patients, I do offer a free 20 minute phone call with me before signing up for that. And we really look at what you got going on and which package might be best for you moving forward. Oh, that's a, that's a great overview. Um, so if you had to give a kind of a list of maybe three to five things um, that would be a cause of infertility in these patients, in patients in general, what do you, what would you, what would be that on that list? Uh, lately, I would say PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, male factor, um, low ovarian reserve or diminished ovarian reserve is another one I commonly see and unexplained, which usually is one of the <laughs> go back. It's my top theory for unexplained is it's actually endometriosis or silent endometriosis, or it's an underlying autoimmune disease. There's more kind of coming forward on the impact of um, autoimmune and some other factors like that. And there's a handful, more than that, but very few reproductive doctors that are starting to specialize or have a specialized approach to autoimmune protocols for those that perhaps have failed several transfers, uh, for those that have had multiple miscarriages or that do have things like endometriosis and they have this unique approach to their care as well, but they'll have really elevated levels of some autoimmune markers too. I would say those are the top things that I've seen lately. Okay. All right. Um, so now we're going to transition into some pointed topics, I guess, that I, that I, that I wanted to kind of chat a little bit about. Where do you, where do you stand with like detoxification and trying to set your patients up with that? Are you, are you, uh, I guess in that camp? Yeah. So I think overall, how I look at it is like, if someone's coming to me and I'm not familiar with like the best way to approach something like a detox, I'm reaching out to somebody that is. I truly believe fertility, all healthcare really should be a multidisciplinary approach. And that involves people like your pharmacist, even, you know, bringing in a naturopathic provider, acupuncture, you know, counselors, mental health, like I talked about earlier is huge. And so same with things like 
detoxing. There's, I believe in getting them on a fertility lifestyle. And a lot of what I do is like, okay, let's switch to, I take a basic approach. So I don't have them on a, a specific detox, like let's not warm up our food in a plastic container. Let's switch to glass, um, glass water bottles. Um, maybe let's evaluate some of the products you're using at home. Um, if that's something they haven't done, I'm going through a checklist of things. Like how are we eating? All of them get a nutrition rundown for me. And a lot of it is just swapping out or flipping a few things around. It's getting them on supplements. I forgot to say this earlier, but a lot of healthcare providers are just not comfortable managing supplements. They don't believe in them. They're not FDA approved. I'm the healthcare provider who has space for both. I understand the interactions. I've taken the time to do the work and to study that for fertility and women's health. And so there is space for adding supplements and things in or collaborating and working with somebody who is. Um, but we've got to have our hormones balance going into fertility to conception. Um, and so if it's, it's basic things like detox. Now, if I have someone coming to me, there's a famous book out there called It Starts With an Egg. And that has them, oh my goodness. I mean, they're using bamboo toothbrushes and some of that stresses out some women. So I'm like, okay, go back to your target toothbrush and let's just stick with, you know, using glass containers. I'm finding this happy balance so they're not so overwhelmed with everything. But I am helping them understand that how does food impact our fertility? How does stress how does sleep, you know, how do all of these things impact our hormones, which in turn impact our fertility? So stress, big thing in, in today's day and age, I think, um, you know, I don't know if you can elaborate on what you're, what you're recommending in that, that space, as far as your patients with stress, because I, you know, we, we see it, you know, the things that we like to address up front, stress and gut. Yep. You know, if we get their gut right, we can get their stress down, things start to, to move in the right direction. Yes. And I think there's, so there's this awful saying that many people are met with in, in the infertility space. And it's like, oh, just relax and you'll get pregnant. So when people hear the word stress, they think of that nasty saying that we like to avoid saying, but the reality is, is um, cortisol levels. So let's replace the word stress with cortisol levels, perhaps, and maybe like, don't be so alarming. A lot of what I do and see is, is, you know, mindset work. It's a huge thing that can really help, um, teach us tools to deal with everyday stress. So when our coworker comes into our office screaming, we're able to tap into some tools that we perhaps learn to deal with stress which in turn will positively impact our hormones, which in turn will positively impact our reproductive health. And so it's this like trickle down effect, um, shift work, you know, we know what shift work and circadian rhythm with sleep can do to kind of hormones too. And it's learning how to balance that. But a lot of what I do is if it's significant enough, I'm bringing in a mental health specialist. Um, another favorite of mine is like EMDR therapy but my new favorite, personal favorite is hypnotherapy. So I have a lot of patients. Um, I have used it myself for my life stressors outside of fertility recently, and have found it so beneficial to controlling my everyday stressors as well. And I have a particular, I have a couple providers um, out there that I use that have these really affordable um, mindset and hypnotherapy programs specifically for fertility. 
And my patients have found it, found that really, really helpful as well, but it's really getting to the root cause of like, what is causing the stress, learning tools, tricks, tips to deal with it when it happens. Cause it's not going anywhere. Like whether we're trying to get pregnant, um, whether we have a child or whether we're like 65, I don't like, we're going to have stress. So I think if the sooner you can learn coping mechanisms and tools and life hacks to mindset and dealing with stress, the better off you're going to be for your overall optimal health. Totally, totally stressed though, man. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy, especially, you know, when people have work-related stress that, you know, it's their livelihood and trying to get them to, yeah, you gotta, gotta bring it down or, you know, do you have to change jobs? Yes. Those are the, those are the tough ones I think that are, that are issues for us. And my do. answer to that is life's too short to be at a job where you're not happy. So let's, let's look at finding a new, I've actually had conversations like that with some of my patients lately. I'm just like, like, is it, is it an option? I've had, I have one patient. I'm not kidding. Actually, no, three patients that have taken, um, sabbaticals or um long-term leave or short-term leave from their jobs and their career during this time of conception because it is that it impacts them that much their job impacts them and i'm like good for you if we can do that we do that if we just that's that's not what most can do but we need to learn how to deal with the coworker, the workload you know teach you tools to deal with work as well then yeah yeah, it's it's crazy. So I, I I have a patient that I that I was working with, and actually this was you know I, this was a casual conversation in the pharmacy where uh, a gal from the same church where I belong, and she'd come in and she said, you know, we're kind of struggling with getting pregnant, and I kind of knew her background a little bit, and it was um, she's a CrossFitter. Mm. Doing CrossFit six days a week and, you know, pretty lean. I could tell she was pretty lean. And I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe if you just cut that CrossFit down to two to three days a week and maybe just kind of relaxed and not hit it so hard. And yeah, I think like three months later, she walked in the pharmacy. Maybe I went a bit three, maybe five months later. A little bump going on. Like, like yep. it was like, wow, I, I feel like I know what I'm doing, man. Yes. But, I can, can back that. that. I can back that. So there's some thought process on hit high intensity. And, and I mind you, I was a CrossFitter, uh, loved it, but there is some women and a, a lot of it, especially PCOS women, it backfires on you because that it, for me, it may not raise my cortisol levels, but for some, those high intensity workouts, even like I have a girl right now, she has these like 45 to 50 minute kettlebell workouts. I'm like, nope, we need to cut back on this. You cannot be doing them five days a week. I usually allow, if I'm, if I'm seeing women gain weight, not lose weight, not conceive, you know, certain symptoms, I'm kind of red or red flags I'm seeing. And they're doing a lot of those hit workouts. I'm pulling back and saying, you get two to three a week. Two is ideal. Let's just see what this does for you. Sure enough, many of them, because Cortisol levels impact insulin levels, which impact hormones. It's, it's a trickle-down effect, once again. Um, now, for me, it may not impact my cortisol levels. I may not have insulin resistance, but even if she's lean, we can have, you know, hormone stuff going on, too, where it backfires. We have lean PCOS. We have different types of PCOS. We have just different types of not even saying that this particular individual has PCOS, but what I'm saying is 
exercise can impact our hormones too, sometimes in a negative effect. So pulling back on some of those workouts that are really high in that interval training can help sometimes. Yeah. It's tough when they're having so much. It is. Oh my God. Best atmosphere ever. A CrossFit. It is like maybe you go and you're just not going all out, which is super hard to do. I get it. But like, try it. It's something to try. If, if you've done everything else and you've checked every box off the list, give it two to three months and just see what it does for, for your fertility, for your symptoms, you know, overall. And just, it, it's one thing to try. Cool. So any, any new big ideas in the world of infertility that stick out in your, in your mind? Oh my like goodness. To- yeah. So Um, I think there's more and more, one of the big things that I'm passionate about is endometriosis. That was my diagnosis and it got missed. And there's, there's testing coming out. That's a basic, um, uterine biopsy. It's out there already. It's, it's the receptiva test and it's a basic test that can check for a couple different markers, but it's the closest thing we have to pinpointing inflammation inside the uterus, which is most often always chalked up to be from endometriosis or a missing protein in the lining of our uterus. And we can do a couple things. Um, there is a prescription medication we can do to help with the symptoms. And then, and, or if you have failed treatments or you have reoccurrent miscarriages or unexplained, that is kind of who it's geared towards as well. And then additionally for um, endometriosis, I am having uh, patients, if they're symptomatic, you know, they got the, the awful pelvic pain, back pain, our, our classic um, presenting endometriosis. We are doing, I'm sending a lot of my patients for excision surgery before they continue on with treatment. An excision surgery, no one in North Dakota does it. Um, I'm going to, it's safe to say no one in South Dakota does it. I have to send to either Minnesota or Idaho lately, locally. There's a wonderful website called Nancy's Nook that lists uh, healthcare providers who are screened and certified in excision surgery, but it has been life-changing for a lot of my patients, um, whether they are going forward with, many of them are going forward with infertility treatments um, of all different types. One of them's even going to be have to do surrogacy, but we're going to use her eggs because people forget that endo can impact our eggs, egg quality, egg um, response as well. I have some that are just doing IUIs. I have some that are moving on to IVF. And so just knowing how to better treat and cure even excision can cure endometriosis and being aware of that, advocating for that um, is something that I've really become big on. Um, there's of course, home devices that are out there. Um, there's one particular device that I have some patients using it's on my website under resources, but it's, a um, it's called two plus fertility. It has statistics that are, that are similar or close or the same as IUI success rates. And so there's just all these gadgets and kind of things coming out there nowadays, um, for, to try to help couples at home before they're stepping into the big expensive treatments because it's not covered by insurance. And a lot of patients um, are not willing to put forth the large amount of cash or don't have it, you know, to, to move into that. And they want to try some other things first too. And so it's really just finding a healthcare provider who is up to date on, on fertility and what's going on and the latest, even, you know, medications to use if you're going to do oral oral medications to help induce ovulation, um, things like that. And just the latest research out there on statistics and when to, 
when to have your patients stop doing IUIs. You know, we don't need to be doing six IUIs anymore nowadays. That is not recommended. And Famara comes before Clomid nowadays. And so just being aware of those things and finding a healthcare provider who understands it all and can kind of help walk you through it or a coach is really important. Um, create your healthcare team. Just really find your healthcare team. Many women are working with multiple different um, providers when they're moving through reproductive health. Awesome. So I, I know we've had the discussion about low-dose naltrexone. Yes, my new favorite. <laughs> you want to touch on that a little bit? Yes, or? how could I forget? <laughs> so what, what, how have you used it in your practice and, and uh, where do you see using it going forward, I guess? Yeah, so most recently, of course, um, the patients with PCOS um, with pelvic pain. So let's say... Um, perhaps they are not, they've, okay. So interestingly enough, I didn't even tell you this yet, Steve, the, um, one of the healthcare providers I sent to in Idaho himself made a comment to a patient that he's seen it being used more too now. So if somebody's not in a place where they can do excision surgery, you know, and looking at it for endometriosis, um, we've seen success with that as well, um, with PCOS, with, um, um, low ovarian reserve or response. Let's say you fail treatments and you're kind of ready to give up. There's great information on that um, LDN research website that supports just overall use of this for fertility care when perhaps they feel they've exhausted all their options uh, before moving on. Maybe you're not ready once you move on to a treatment and you're looking for something else. It's a nice in-between um, mental health, um, the anxiety, the depression, um, those patients, we are using it in the chronic pain patients, um, whether they are trying to conceive or not. We've, I've used a lot of it with those patients of mine. I still do family practice as well. And so um, I have a couple of chronic pain patients. They aren't ready for surgery. They've had surgery and failed surgery. You know, the neck, they can't take, <laughs> their liver is not liking ibuprofens and, you know, over-the-counter things, they feel that they don't want injections, things like that. It can be really helpful as that nice in-between factor to be open to. And what really made me comfortable using it is knowing that I had a pharmacy team to help not only me, but to educate my patients. I have had such good feedback from my patients on the amount of education that Earthfield provides for them, but to work together as a team, like this dose isn't working, we can adjust it. Um, just know that we have to find your, you know, magic dosing with it, but there's just a lot, oh my gosh, the list is so huge. I just wish other healthcare providers, um, we need to like do some more education with healthcare providers that this exists out there for so many, um, chronic illnesses that is an option to try when you have tried or exhausted other options. Yeah. I think it's, I think the toughest part with that is. It's, it's not a 15 to 30 second conversation. It takes 10 to 15 minutes of your undivided attention to kind of explain what goes on because it affects so many receptors in the body. It's yes. incredible. Yes. And then of course, you know, as a healthcare provider, make sure your nurses, for example, are, are educated on it in case they do get some questions so you can help field them on basic side effects. Um, like I said, I know we work together closely with dosing and it's not um, abnormal for us to cut back, go to tinctures, to go to a tincture versus the, the capsule of it and try that. That's worked uh, really well with some of our patients too that maybe don't have 
you know, they're like, I'm done. I can't do this. You know, in the beginning right away and you pull back to a tincture and they're on it and they're, they're trying, they're going for it. So, um, we've got, we've have, let I say we, cause we work together on these patients, but we have some patients pregnant that we're taking it. And so I don't know, you know, it's something to try once again, when there's nothing left to try, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you have a nice day or just, you know, shuffling patients on to, I see this, this is where I come into play a lot too, is patients have been told, well, I'm referring you on to reproductive health and that's not what the patient wants um, for various reasons, or they feel intuitively something more is going on, you know, to reach out to a provider like myself, there's, there's a few out there locally that are willing to look at some other things that we are comfortable trying and hearing you out on before moving in. And, and if it's time, I also my patients says too, this is like my slogan, but they are the captain of the ship. If we're moving too fast or too slow in their care, um, they get control. It's really putting their health back in their hands and not, you know, just shuffling them along or telling them to go. This is what I hear all the time too. Just go lose weight, you know, just go do that. Well, okay. But did you teach them or tell them how or provide them with any resources? Like not cool, not cool. You know, so it's really just, once again, being open to other things, not being scared to try things and collaborating with other healthcare providers who understand some of these things and can walk along you and your patient's healthcare journey while having them feel in control and have open and honest conversations with them. Totally, totally. The whole having tools, giving, giving your patients tools or giving them options is, is huge for them. So yep. kind of empowers them. So, so I don't, this is a question I didn't, um, I, I, do, do you ever keep track of your statistics? <laughs> I probably should. Um, someone, you know, I've had a couple patients, you know, I do my free discovery call. Well, how many people you got pregnant? You know, they'll ask me, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like right now I think, and I think I'm up to six in the last two months. So in two months time, I got six. Um, I just <laughs> had a couple have their babies. I have some that are, you know, some have had miscarriages, some are really in that first trimester. And so I, I try to tell them and I'm good. I should go back and count. I've actually been meaning to just do that. But when I tell the patient who asked me that it's not always about your outcome of a baby, it's about you feeling less stress, more hope, understanding, have a better understanding, have more say in your journey. So that no matter what road we take you down to, to start or grow your family, that it's just a different experience than what you've been going through already. It's about the experience. And of course, ultimately the end goal is a baby and we will find you whatever road we have to take. Um, we'll put you in that direction to have that baby, but it's really just about what I'm trying to do is change their process, their experience and what they're going through before that positive pregnancy test happens. Sure. I kind of put you on the spot there. So. No, that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I've been actually meaning to do that. I, I up to six and two of the last two months now that are currently pregnant. Well, that's great. That's incredible. So, um, how, how do people get a hold of you if they're looking for help? Yeah. What do they do? What do great they do? question. So my website is Tara Bradner, B R A N D N E R or Tara B fertility.com. I have a chat option on there. It comes right to my phone. It's a little chat bot. You can talk to me anytime. Um, Instagram, I'm open on Instagram, Facebook messenger, just drop me a message. If you're ready to jump into an appointment right away, I have my booking link located on my website as well. 
um, don't don't hesitate to email or reach out or you know send a message to if you're not on social media just asking hey you know what's the best route to go run anything by me but most importantly just to feel supported I've been there I've been through these hard times um, I I just I'm really trying to turn my hurt into hope for others make their journey better than mine was and just really change uh, other healthcare providers perspective on how we approach uh, reproductive health care as a for women and couples as a whole and then into that you know pregnancy after infertility because it truly is different um, we need to we need to understand that and be aware of that and in turn our patients will receive better health care I, I saw that chat box on your on your website I, I, I was tempted to <laughs> pose uh, as a female and start asking right but I thought that that would be a little weird. No, I get, I get all people like that is all over the world. People reach out to me and it's usually the random ones in the middle of the night. I know that they're from a different country when I'm sleeping, but it comes to my email. So if I don't answer right away, I get an email. I email you back. Um, it's a super unique free tool. <laughs> well, I, I think we could probably safely say we could talk for quite a long time, but I, we're going to have to wrap this up and, um, I really want to thank you for sharing your story and for sharing your practice with us and, and the listeners on the podcast. So um, this is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. And I, we do have, uh, we're going to have, we're trying something different here. For those of you guys that have made it the distance, um, you can get 25% off a nutritional supplement of your choice. If you mention fertility, actually, or uh, Terra B fertility. We're going to actually go with two code words, Terra B fertility, or just straight fertility. So mention that to my staff. They'll give you 25% off one of your supplements. So, um, Tara, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I uh, hope to do this again with you. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you much. As always, be vigilant about your health.